from B Media Production. This is B Podcasting. Engage your audience with podcasts. Hi, and welcome to this first episode of Season 2. I'm Nick Schildberger. This season's going to be a little bit different to the first season because we're going to concentrate on case studies, case studies of podcasts that are quite successful, and we're going to talk to the people producing them about why they started producing them, how they produce them, and the results they're seeing now having been podcasting for some time. In this first episode, we're going to look at how a large government-funded organisation is using podcasts to get its message out. But before that, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and podcast aficionado, Chris Ashmore. G'day, Nick, and uh, hello to everybody, and Happy New Year. It, even though it's February, it's the first episode for the season, so we've got a, you know, big wishes to everybody. Um, now, can I ask you, and it's been a while since Christmas, but did you get any uh, Christmas presents? Gosh, it seems like a long time ago. Uh, for me, Christmas is really all about the kids and what they got, so... Um so the answer is no. no not, one... not much. How about you? <laughs> I got nothing either. So I went out and bought my own Christmas present. And uh, what I bought and what I've been wanting is a uh, smart speaker. So I went out and to JB Hi-Fi and got the cheapest one I could find, which was a Google Home Mini. Um, and I've got it in the studio today. And the reason I got it, of course, was to listen to B Podcasting and all my other favourite podcasts. So since you've got it sitting here in front of us, can we give it a go? We can give it a go. But but, um, you know, I was so excited when I opened the package, got it out, set it all up with my Google Home. I was a bit disappointed because I couldn't get to play any podcasts. I hadn't read about how, how to do it. So this is what I did when I first opened it. I said, hey, Google, play B podcasting. My apologies. I don't understand. Well, you're an idiot. They call it a smart speaker. You're... <laughs> so then I realised and I read somewhere that you got to say the name of the podcast. Did you Google how to do it? <laughs> I asked Google. I asked my smart speaker how to do it and it still said it didn't understand. But no, I, I read somewhere that you got to say the name of the podcast and then podcast. So do you want to give that a go? Oh, do you want me to do it? Okay. Hey, Google, play be podcasting podcast. Sure. Resuming the audacity to podcast, how to launch and improve your podcast. See? How to recover from hey, Google, podcast. stop. That wasn't, See, that wasn't our podcast. Well, that's what happened to me. You know, when I thought, okay, I'll say podcast at the end, then I realised the official name of our podcast is not B Podcasting, it's B Podcasting Engage Your Audience. Uh-huh. So that'll work. So do you want to try that? Okay, here we go. Hey, Google, play B Podcasting Engage Your Audience podcast. From B Media Production, this is B Podcasting. Engage your audience with podcasts. So there you go. It worked. Now, it'll start playing the episode, the latest episode of any podcast that you ask it to, okay? So unfortunately, it can't play specific podcast episodes. So if you give it the season number and the episode number or the title of that particular episode that you want to listen to it, it can't do it unless it's the the latest one. The only way you can get to listen to a specific podcast episode if you say, hey, Google, play the previous episode. So it's a smartish speaker for the moment. It is. But you've been listening at home to podcasts since a you've lot, had it? A lot, a lot. So, well, it's so easy. Once you know which one you want to listen to and the latest, it's um, it's pretty seamless. But what it does, Google plays podcasts from Google Play or Spotify or TuneIn. So B Podcasting 
is on Spotify, and I would encourage anyone listening to this that you have your podcast on Spotify. It's relatively easy to do. It takes a few days for it to get on there. But the point is this. I think smart speakers are becoming a very important device for consumers of podcasts. And the more people listen to their smart speakers or use their smart speakers, the more podcasts they're going to listen to. So just a few stats here. One in six Americans owns a smart speaker now. And that's up 128% from the year before. And according to James Cridland's Pod News, 35% of those who own a smart speaker said listening to podcasts was the reason for wanting a smart speaker. 71% said they are listening to more audio since getting a smart speaker. And of those who listen to audio more, 23% said they are listening to podcasts more often. So it goes to show that, you know, smart speakers are really becoming a staple for households. Yeah, I think Apple's about to launch theirs in Australia, but until they do, if your podcast is only in Apple Podcasts, it won't work on the Google Home, will it? That's right. Exactly, yeah. So get it, get it everywhere and just don't be tied up with the uh, Apple infrastructure. Now let's move on to our first case study for this season of Be Podcasting. Who did you speak to, Chris? Well, Nick, our first guest for the year is Fiona McKinnon. Um, She's the deputy editor of Australian Prescriber Journal. Now, it's a journal published for NPS Medicine Wise, a government-funded organisation to educate people about choosing medicines. The communications department thought a podcast would help NPS Medicine Wise's message to gain more exposure and to entice more traffic to their website, which it seems to have done and done really well. And as the podcast's producer, Fiona explains how her team puts it together and how they get the word out. But first, for some context, Fiona McKinnon tells me about the good work of NPS Medicine Wise. They are basically funded to educate health professionals and also, you know, the general public on how to use their medicines appropriately, you know, to try and sort of avoid you know, side effects and hospital admissions from maybe taking the wrong dose or the wrong drug. They also um, educate people about um, medical tests. Now, you're, among other things, you're deputy editor of the Australian Prescriber magazine. Now, is this a magazine that's aimed at the broader community to get them to understand what medicines they are taking? Is that what the magazine's about? Primarily, it's aimed at health professionals, so prescribers. So pharmacists, GPs, other specialists, trainee doctors, students, dentists, nurses. So anyone that's kind of dealing with patients and medicines. I mean, we are free on the internet, so anyone can read the article. What's the circulation like for the magazine itself? So we publish every two months and we've got about 60,000 subscribers at the moment. We send them an email when we have an issue going out, you know, with the contents and they, you know, a lot of them click through from that. Recently, you started the Australian Prescriber podcast. Where did the idea come about for that and how did you get started? We've basically got content coming out of our ears and we've, you know, we've kind of got this dedicated mailing list of 60,000 subscribers. So for us, starting a podcast was a no-brainer because we were thinking, right, it'd be 
you know, another way to engage our readers, you know, builds on our brand and, you know, hopefully will drive more people to our website. So I'm kind of a podcast addict um, ever since, you know, Serial started. (laughs) So I just love podcasts and I just think they're a great way of people getting their information and they're becoming, you know, it seems to me they're becoming increasingly popular way to consume information. And I'm not just talking about, you know, entertainment also, like for news or education. So, yeah, that was where the idea behind starting the podcast came from. And the topics themselves, are they a reflection of the magazine? How do you choose the topics and and uh, the people who are on the podcasts? How do you find the hosts and the guests? In terms of the talent to host the podcast, we have got a young doctor on our editorial committee, David Liu, who was really keen on the podcast idea, and he put up his hand to be a host. He found us another two hosts, so he found a, a GP and also a pharmacist that were, you know, keen to do the interviewing. So in terms of topics, like you said, each episode, basically one of our hosts will interview an author of a recent article that we've published. So um, we kind of let the hosts decide, you know, we'll give them a list of the contents that's coming up for the next issue and we'll let them decide you know what they're interested in and who which authors they'd like to interview well you've been doing it for several months now and since you started what lessons have you learnt over the course of the podcast up until now and what have been some of the challenges you've had to overcome yeah well there's been plenty (laughs) and we've you know we've learnt the hard way um i think the, the hardest thing for us was doing the remote interviews We've had a lot of technical problems. So, you know, not all the authors are tech savvy, you know, so it's hard when you're trying to set up the interview with them, you know, getting the mics right. You know, we've had issues with sound quality. Yeah, also we had to repeat one of our interviews because the author had a a bad internet connection. So, yeah, I mean, lots of problems have arose and we're feeling okay about it now. You know, it's good to have a few episodes up our sleeve though you know just in case something doesn't work out if we can talk about your audience do you know whether it's been measurable and what kind of audience is listening to it is it more than just what you have been targeting in the past or has it broadened your market base we've been getting about three thousand downloads per episode so in the it's been ranking quite high in the science and medicines podcast category in Australia so that's it's really kind of rewarding for us and when we we've sort of had an inkling that it's driving people to the website because some of the more popular episodes we've also had a lot of hits on the website for that particular article so we had an episode on fibromyalgia and then that started ranking in our top five articles you know after the episode had come out so I think it is kind of driving people to the website. In terms of marketing of each episode, do you use um, a lot of social media? Do you tweet each episode or post the content on Facebook, that kind of thing? Yeah, so we tweet each episode. Yeah, we obviously send it out in our subscription email list. We have done extra marketing, like at conferences, we've made flyers. So there was a GP conference recently and we made flyers for that. 
How do you think it got onto New and Noteworthy on iTunes? Well, I think our first episode, we basically sent it out to a wider mailing list of, I don't know, it could have been over 100,000. Um, the guy who we interviewed for that podcast has got quite a high profile, Ken Harvey. So that first episode just got a massive amount of downloads. It sort of ranked like 18th in Australian podcasts overall there for sort of a few days. Having a database of 100,000 members that you can send an email to to highlight the podcast, I'm sure that that would help quite a lot. Yeah, I think that was a massive, massive advantage for us, yeah. Would it be fair to say that NPS Medicine Wise is gaining greater awareness because of the podcast? Yeah, definitely. Yep. I think there's definitely more brand awareness. Um, so our, you know, on our committee, we've got doctors, um, specialists, pharmacists. They're saying that people are coming to them saying, oh, you know, I heard the last episode on, you know, and they've been quite amazed that you know, how many people have been listening and that kind of feedback. I mean, the thing is with our audience, they're very busy people. And I think being able to do something else while they're listening, you know, to a 10 minute podcast is a bonus for them, you know, driving in the car or, you know, at the gym. Well, final question, Fiona, what advice would you give to other organisations looking to get into podcasting? I think it's really important to have a dedicated team who are going to be prepared to, you know, put in the, the work up front and overcome the problems that you might encounter. So th- there needs to be passion and tenacity there, I think, to get it off the ground. That's Fiona McKinnon, producer of Australian Prescriber podcast. It doesn't come as a surprise to us, Chris, that medical professionals and podcasts work quite well together because we've been producing all sorts of audio content for a range of medical professionals because they listen in the car, they're busy, they're driving between appointments or between practices, and Fiona has said in this case it's worked for them as well. Well, medical professionals are probably the most worked of all professions in in the country, so yeah, it makes sense for them to to listen while they're doing something else, yeah. They did well to get it into the new and noteworthy. In fact, as we record this now, I think it's still there. She wasn't really sure herself how it happened. Do you have some insights? Well, if you already have a database of tens of thousands or more, you know, you've got that exposure already and something new coming out of any membership organisation or any um, material that you're getting that highlights a podcast, you're going to be inquisitive and check it out. So Apple's going to see the analytics, going to see the algorithms stretch the numbers and they're going to check it out. And if it's something new, Apple's looking for new podcasts all the time to promote on new and noteworthy. So they're going to throw that up there. Yeah, well, we're led to believe that you only need sort of a few hundred subscribers in in a short period of time for that algorithm to jump up. So in this case, having, I think she said, what, over 100,000 people in the database to launch it to, you only need a very small percentage listening to um, probably spark the attention of Apple. But um, a little bit of self-promotion here, but we just launched a podcast that we'd produced um, with Karen Mason of Big Sis Australia. Uh, We launched it on the 30th of January, and then within a week, Apple have featured it in their banner on on the very top of Apple Podcasts. And I don't think Karen will mind me saying she hasn't had thousands and thousands of downloads. But what she has done, um, which we know Apple likes, is she's got really good artwork 
and it stands out, which we know Apple like. And she built up her PR and her marketing to that 30th of January launch day. So she has had a significant number in the first week and Apple have clearly seen that. And um, bit of a pat on the back to everyone involved that it's um, featured in Apple Podcasts. And justly deserved too. It's a great production, great content, and of course, you know, well-produced. Well done. If you want to listen, head over to um, bigsisaustralia.com. Well, before we finish, just one other thing about the, the Prescriber podcast. They do it in-house, but, you know, it's still a big operation. They've got hosts of the program who have done podcasts before, but even still... They're using outside consultants to help with it. So it's still a big operation. If you can't do it in-house, of course, get some expert advice to do it and to do it well. Well, that's it for this first episode of Season 2 of Be Podcasting. If you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do wherever you listen to podcasts or try listening on Google Home or another smart speaker. And for more about us and how we can help you use audio to build engagement, go to be.com.au. From all of us at Be Media Production... Thanks so much for listening. B Podcasting is produced by the team at B Media Production. Managing Director Nick Schildberger, Executive Producer Heather Dawson, Producer Chris Ashmore, and I'm Peter Letts, Director of Audio. For more about us, go to be.com.au. Listener.